We're back. I'm glad you didn't yell that time. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, uh, welcome back, sir. Welcome back, my friend. It's been uh, eight months. Who's counting? No, well, I am. You know, I, <laughs> That's good. One of us probably should. <laughs> I, I think you made it very clear in our in our uh, season finale that you wanted to do this more often, and uh, yeah. you know, I'm just uh, keeping track here. Just, uh... <laughs> As you can see, we're doing it way more often. <laughs> um, but now that we've officially started season two, we can do it more often up until I leave for two months. When are you leaving again? July something okay yeah we definitely have no excuse we can <laughs> we can we can bang out a season uh, until on. that point i think so i think we can do it. if we well, do, if we commit to like every other week we can do it hang on oh see now he's checking his calendar he's checking his calendar for me folks this is what it's come to i'm you know he's too busy he's, he's too important for me now i was checking with my representative oh about something oh um yeah we should definitely knock out at least 40 more episodes between now and then 40 four, hang on mm-hmm. four zero yeah 40 okay yeah i well you know that's a little low i was i, I thought we'd go to like 400 but you know well i said at least so if you want to just do 40 you know that's fine <laughs> <me>. <laughs> you gotta shoot for the stars because you miss and an land on the moon or something you completely butchered that and i don't even know what the saying is <laughs> just, i think that's right aim for the stars because if you miss you'll end up on the moon or maybe it's the other way around. Shoot for the moon, because if you miss, you end up... I don't know. I guess See, the exactly. stars are further away. Exactly. So. <laughs> See? Look at this. We're off to a great start. <laughs> you set your expectations high, because then if you mess up, whatever. Is that what we should be telling kids? <laughs> yeah. It's like what's on motivational posters in school. Yeah, exactly. Um, next to the dare sign, right? <laughs> exactly. So season two. Season two is going to be jam-packed with so much stuff i think i hope let's see i had (laughs) the breakdown for season two just like i had season one broken down right um i don't know if we'll actually be able to do any of this i feel like we we might be able to It, it all depends on who we can get to join us because i think that was the main point of season two yeah, we had our short list of celebrities we were going to bring on. Yeah, celebrities, right? Chevy Chase, Jesse Eisenberg, Drake. <laughs> Kevin Spacey. Kevin, oh, oh, ooh, ooh. Just knock them all out. Kevin Spacey. Damn. <laughs> Shit. Just kidding. Okay. Fuck those guys. <laughs> wow. We're, uh, we're starting from a negative place now. We were, we were trying not to get in trouble the first season, but now that we've, um, now that we've you know, uh, established ourselves... <laughs> I think we're we're in a spot now to, to to do all that, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, we're bigger than Jesus or whatever the Beatles said. Who do we actually have lined up to come on, <laughs> or is that a secret? Uh, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. Oh yeah, well, he's coming time. back for the. I mean, Easter already passed, so he's obviously waiting to to be on our pod. I never told you this before. I don't think I told you this before, but sure. Back when I was in film school, <laughs> my big idea for a movie that I thought would be really fun to make was Feaster, and it was going to be. A movie about Easter, but it's like Jesus as coming back as a zombie and just like eating people. <laughs> I think you might have told me about that actually. <laughs> um, so we should have him on and see if he's open to that idea. I think that'd be good. Yeah, I think we'll, that'll be episode two. We'll call it Feaster. <laughs> Let's just talk about what we've watched, right? It's been eight months. Um, uh, and I've started to 
wrap my head around filmmaking a lot more than before. So there's a lot of creative inspiration mm-hmm. uh, that, that's that been found. So we could talk about that or, you know, whatever's on your mind. What, do you, what are you thinking? Um, yeah, we can start with the softballs of what's been going on, you know, what we've been watching or whatever, um, sure. and then see how that has inspired you. So what is uh, like... What have you been watching and how did that like lead to whatever surge of inspiration you've had? So, um, the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. Um, <laughs> okay. I was inspired to never put a song in a montage that includes the lines, all of this I can't believe I couldn't see, and then immediately cut to Ben Affleck's Daredevil. <laughs> staring at the ceiling. Yeah. It's a little too on the nose. I didn't realize it when I was a kid when I watched that movie. Yeah. <laughs> and watching it now, it's like, this is... That was, yeah, that was very on the nose. That was a little wrong. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, before the MCU came about. So it's just sort of a standalone, like, what are we doing here kind of movie. Okay, actually, that's a good point, right? MCU. They are now... Was it 14 years into their experiment, this little experiment that they're doing? Mm-hmm. This like multi billion dollar experiment? Um, some can argue that things are uh, uh, getting a little stale in certain areas, that things are becoming too formulaic, that the, the cinematography or the visual style looks too similar to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, people can make that argument. Obviously, uh, the MCU has their hardcore fans who love this stuff, eat it up every time. Um, and that's cool too. But let's, let's compare MCU comic book movies. Cause those are the, the majority at this point mm-hmm. versus what we were getting in the early two thousands when multiple, uh, movie studios on the prop various properties and they yeah. were each trying to do their own thing. Yeah, so there was, like, the Daredevil movie, there was, like, Ang Lee's Hulk movie, um, mm-hmm. what else? S- uh, Spider-Man. Sp- yeah, I guess the Tobey Maguire, yeah, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man's. Um, um, Fantastic Four. Yeah, multiples of that. Well, I guess there was one back then and then a newer one that was, those had never really been part of the MCU, though, guys, because, uh, can't remember which studio owns them, but not Marvel. Well, um, yeah, they own the rights like now, Fox. but it was Fox. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about Ghost Rider. <laughs> um, um, X-Men. Mm. Like, there was there were three at least three different branches, right? There was Universal yeah. Studios, there was Fox, a 20th and century Sony. Fox, and then Sony, yeah. yeah. And then um, there was uh, evidently this, like, splinter unit, this, like, really small company that was an offshoot of one of those big three and they were responsible for kind of like the, the some of the more grittier and darker bloodier films like um oh the punisher uh, punisher one of those back then exactly so it's like you had at least four studios working mm-hmm. on this stuff and each of the films from those studios felt uniquely their own whereas now would you say that they're starting to feel too similar with the mcu trying to do their own thing so yeah um I guess yes and no. I think that there's a reason that they all feel similar, which is like consistency is important for a brand. You know, if you think about like why McDonald's is so popular, it's because you go to like any McDonald's and you get the same thing regardless of where you are, right? Like you just know what you're getting. Same with like Starbucks. Like you go and order a pumpkin spice latte somewhere, it's going to taste the same as every other one you've had. So 
when Marvel like hit the nail on the head with Iron Man, it was just like, okay, why don't we do that? And then they tried. I mean, they did like Civil War is very different, or not Civil War. Uh, the first Captain America was very different. The first Thor was very different. Like, they did have different um, sort of tones to things. And then once you get to like the actual Avengers movie, they're like, okay, well, this is it. And then they've kind of just kept that um, from then on. I feel like the the only ones that I could really think of like sort of changing. Um, changing things up a bit were um let's see like guardians of the galaxy definitely felt kind of different although now i think things are sort of leaning in that direction where like the, the humor is kind of like in that ballpark like no one is really playing to their um their character anymore i feel like they're just like vessels for jokes a lot of the time yeah um, and yeah i mean that was i guess like civil war kind of uh, not civil war i keep wanting to say that um winter soldier was was kind of different in like a good way mm-hmm. um black panther was really really cool and felt kind of mm-hmm. unique um but yeah none of them have really felt like all that like different they all sort of have the same tone of like here like we got a lot like a lot of jokes and then some laser beams um mm-hmm. And that's kind of it. Um, but I still enjoy them because they're, you know, there's a reason that they're popular because they're fun to watch. Yeah, the um, McDonald's effect or the Starbucks yeah. effect. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that kind of, I think the major difference between what we're seeing now and what we saw back then were the directors, right? So, like, I watched uh, Multiverse of Madness um, when it first came out, right? Mm-hmm. That film, even though it predominantly sticks to the formula story-wise, um, even through with the, even with the mid credit scenes and all that kind of stuff. Um, for the most part, it felt like a Sam Raimi movie. Mm-hmm. Like you could actually see the director's, um, influence his, his, his style in there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the argument could be made, well, you know, directing if done well, shouldn't be noticeable, you know, it should just be about the movie or whatever. But when you have someone as unique in their in their visual style as Sam Raimi, you can't help but but pick up on it, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of those uh, you know those Spider Man movies, those Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies, they had a unique flair to them that he just brought to Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. And yeah, story wise, McDonald's effect, Starbucks effect. Visually, holy crap! Like it was the most visually, it was about as great as you know black panther or what's what's one before that that i can it, well and that's the point right like, I, I can't think of anything oh guardians guardians mm-hmm. was visually appealing so it's like you have those um you have that director's touch that's really felt in those uh, in some of these newer movies you know yeah you mentioned captain america you mentioned the original thor those did have a distinct feel to them because they were directed by people who you know had come from a certain background mm-hmm. thor the first Thor is very much a Ken Branner film. Like mm-hmm. it, it's a Shakespearean type of thing, you know? Yeah. He, he, he does things visually that, that are a little different from his style, but like he didn't write the script, but you can feel the influence in the screenplay and how the characters talk and how, um, larger than life and, and yet seriously, they all take it. Like there's something to that, that he brought to it. Um, and then Captain America, Joe Johnson, I mean, he, you know, Rocket Man, like he's, he brought like that 50s, that, no, sorry, not 50s, that 1940s serial aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the point I'm trying to make is that I, I don't feel the director's touch as much in some of the later movies, whereas yeah. like 
Multiverse of Madness was a breath of fresh air because it was like, oh, it's a Sam Raimi film. It's not a Marvel film, mm-hmm. you know, or, or it doesn't feel like it. Um, so, I will say that um, I did also really enjoy Thor Ragnarok because mm-hmm. uh, I loved oh, yeah, Taika Waititi so much. Yeah, exactly. um, like I think anything that he does is perfect. But even that, like, it, it was like I'm torn because it. it had that same vibe of okay now thor is a comedian instead of like mm-hmm. you know the you know brash whatever you know like viking that he was before now he's just like goofy chris hemsworth which is great i think chris hemsworth is like hysterical mm-hmm. um so like i enjoyed it but i i did feel like that they're just sort of leaning more into that tone of like now these are just kind of comedies uh yeah. and then like they're it's just like comedy on like a different backdrop that all yeah. kind of looks the same yeah so. You know, like one movie I was really, uh, I was like cautiously optimistic about was Eternals, mm-hmm. just from the trailers alone. And then um, Chloe Zhao directing it, it had her her visuals sensibilities attached to it. So like, I, you know, I was I was looking at it, I was going, hell yeah, this looks exactly like what you know one of her films or whatever. And for the most part, it. You know, it worked, and then you would get those comedic touches that just felt really out of place. And just, like, why are these characters doing that? Like, it's mm-hmm. so weird. Um, and then it just, yeah, it, it kind of devolves, in, or not devolves, but it makes me have to lower my expectations and go, yep, okay, this is the fast food. Right. I have to consume it as fast food. But, um, like, I don't know, because I'm torn, because I don't, like... It's not like the first, it's not like those old movies were like masterpieces either. Right. No, exactly. So it's like, it's helpful to have the formula to like, it's like tuned towards what people want, which is, yeah. you know, it's again, like why pop music is so popular. Like you find something that works and that people enjoy and you just keep doing that over and over again. Exactly. But no. yeah, it loses like the individual touch, I guess, or definitely can. I think that's why I like the Marvel shows that have come out a lot more yeah. because yeah, there's comedy in there, but because you have a four to six hour stretch of storytelling, it, none of it feels out of place. Mm-hmm. It all just kind of works for each moment that they kind of place something in there. Yeah, I agree. I haven't seen all of them yet, but um, I one of my favorite comic book like runs in general was the um, Matt Fraction Hawkeye run. So like watching the Hawkeye like miniseries was incredible. Like they did such a good job with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then recently Moon Knight, uh, I also really, really liked a lot. I thought Oscar, Oscar Isaac killed it. Um, nice. Yeah. I haven't finished that one yet. Yeah. I, I thought it was actually like a fair, a fairly good portrayal of, um, mental illness and like, you know, not, not so much like the specific, you know, disorder. Cause it's like obviously dramatized, but just the way that it portrays like his experience with it and like his, you know, suffering and everything. I thought it was like very like nuanced and like, you don't see that too often. Uh, it's still yeah. a very shitty portrayal of like what a psych institution is like, but like I guess within the show is kind of the point. But and maybe I'm giving some spoilers here, but um, I guess I think, it's uh, it's evil. <laughs> yeah, sort of. But like it's it's within like a you know, I guess it's not real. I don't know. It's hard. I don't want to describe it too much to give it stuff away. Okay. But it's okay. sort of your stereotypical like you know cuckoo's nest type uh, portrayal, which not ideal, but. Um, the portrayal of, of what he's going through is actually, I think, pretty good. Wow. But yeah, I'm with I, you. I think I, the show is like, they just have more time to like be different. Like the movies have to compress like the entire formula and like all the jokes and everything into like whatever two and a half hours or three hours that they are now versus mm-hmm. the shows where they have like, you know, six or eight hours or whatever to like actually tell a story. Yeah. Um, 
So that's why I like Moonlight. Moonlight is it's not really like a comedy. Like there's some funny moments to it, but it's mostly like an action, like drama kind of thing, like an adventure story. Cool. Um, sort of like a yeah, like a Tomb Raider, like Indiana Jones kind of thing more than anything else. Um, oh, snap. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I just got to the point where he's in Egypt. So, mm-hmm. And then for shows, like, got into Love is Blind on Netflix, reality show. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. It is. <laughs> um, have you seen it? I have seen some of it. Uh, Abby's watched all of it, and I've seen, <laughs> I've seen some. It's great. <laughs> uh, season two, there's some... Interesting personalities. Yes. There. Yes. <laughs> um, and then we also watched Love is Blind Japan, actually, which is very good. Oh, I haven't uh, seen that one yet. Just, everyone is much nicer <laughs> and like, much more likable for the most part. <laughs> much more respectful towards each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, great, great content with that show. <laughs> nice. Yes. Um, and then, uh, let's see, kind of a similar effect with uh, um, True Blood, where I wasn't watching the first few episodes really they were just kind of on in the background while nicole was watching them and then i got into it mm-hmm. um mad men oh nice yeah oh my i've God. started and stopped the first season of mad men like three or four times i've never gotten all the way through it. dude just just get back on it it's so good i just feel like i've missed the boat you know it's like it's it was so long ago and no one's talking about it anymore it's... i got like stranger things coming out soon i can't can't be going <sighs> all right i'm gonna say something that's gonna it's gonna ruffle some feathers I will turn this thing off if you say you don't like Stranger Things. No, it's not that. It's not that. I'd say that Mad Men is probably better than The West Wing. Oh, okay. You can say that. That's fine. <laughs> I have no interest in The West Wing. Uh, like, I guess I I think that I would like The West Wing because I like the newsroom, mm-hmm. or at least the non-cringy parts of it. Yes. Um, but I, I liked what I saw of Mad Men. I just, it's, it's too much now. I make that comparison because I, I think I read up somewhere that the... Uh, the showrunner for Mad Men, he was influenced by the West Wing. Hmm. Um, but the writing is just, the writing is just, I feel it's like so much better. Um, it's not as, uh, well, it is snappy, but it's, it feels so natural um, compared to, you know, the West Wing. Um, Can you pitch Mad Men to me as if you were uh, one of those people, like as if you were a madman? As if I was John Hamm. As if you were, yeah, Don, Don Draper or whatever. All right, hang on. Let me, let me clear my... <clears throat> yeah. Man, I need a fake cigarette. Get <laughs> Take your chap- time. I'm going to get my chapstick thing here. I'll hold it like this. Right. <laughs> it's always good to describe what you're doing visually on an audio-only medium. And then uh, let me lean back a little bit. Um, let, me, uh, let me fix my eyes here. Yeah, fix them uh, right up. I'm going to squint intensely here, but I'm going to have like this slightly charming smile. So it comes across that I'm intense, but I know what the fuck I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's what he's going for. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm, I'm like twirling my, my chapstick cigarette right now. Like I'm trying to get in the mood for it. Mm-hmm. Picture this. There's a guy in the 1950s. He has dual identities. And he works on Madison Avenue in New York for an advertising company. And he's doing his best to stay ahead of the game compared to everyone else. He's afraid of being found out. He's afraid of his cover being blown. His wife 
hates him. His children don't know him. He's a man who drinks heavily, smokes intensely, gets, some of, gets a lot of the work done. And throughout the course of the show, he learns to be more human, more open with his colleagues. I don't know, that's my bitch. Oh my god, that was fantastic. <laughs> I'm, I'm legitimately impressed. That was a really good, really good Don Draper. I'm almost sold. Yeah. <laughs> I, that wasn't scripted. I need, I need I need more time. Let me fix that. <laughs> I'm I'm very impressed. How was well the voice? Was that was that all right? Oh, that's yeah, it was spot on. I wasn't trying to do Shatner, but I feel like I was leaning more towards that towards the end. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit, but it was fine. <laughs> uh, okay, well that's good. So so catching up on some old nostalgia shows. Yeah, old nostalgia shows. Um, as far as newer shows, I started Pachinko. Hmm. Uh, on Apple TV Plus, it's the, it's a story about this. Um, I want to. Oh gosh, see, it's been a while since I watched the first episode. <laughs> um, it's this. It's about this. You're doing a less good job of pitching this than you are Mad Men. Oh, okay. So let me let me let me so get far. in. Let me let me fuck. Let me God, <laughs> let me get in character here. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> I need my cigarette. <laughs> I think we're starting a problem for you. Do you, do you want me? Do you want me to do this as John, Don Draper? I wish you could do your entire life as Don Draper. <laughs> All right, hang on, hang on. Let me let me get the uh, let me get the fake. Throw RJ back. away. Okay, I'm gonna get the fake cigarette back out. Uh, hmm. <clears throat> hmm. All right. So, picture this. A woman. <laughs> God damn it. Don't laugh. But it's for real. You're going to start all these with picture this. That's what he says. <laughs> That's what he says. That's how sorry, he starts. All right, all right. Hang on. God, you made me lose the voice now. Right. <laughs> Crap. Hang on. I got to do like a certain lean here. He, he like leans like towards the left or the right mm. of his chair, you know? He's not like, he's not like leaned over completely over the right, you know, the... The sure. arm rest, but like, you know, it's like a... Just a casual, like a cool lean. Like a cool lean, yeah, exactly. He's got his he's got his hand, his free hand, just kind of um, propped up, or his arm propped up on the on the table, on the conference mm-hmm. table, and his hand kind of hangs in the air while he's, like, talking, like he's waving his hand around as he's talking. Mm-hmm. Then he's got his, uh, his other hand holding the cigarette, which is resting on the table. He dabs it a couple times, you know? Mm-hmm, but sure. that's resting so he's you know that's how I'm sitting right now if, if you can picture that <laughs> easily perfect now let me try this again picture this <laughs> god damn it <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's good it just gets me I don't know why good I'm sorry <laughs> I'll turn my mic off if that'll help <laughs> No, don't do it. I need an audience. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh, okay. I'm picturing it. Oh. Hmm. All right, hang on. I'm doing the lean. I'm doing the lean. All right. Uh. She was tall, dark, handsome. No, that's not the story. <laughs> I feel like I have, I have no clue what the show is about, but I'm intrigued. Um, it's a it's a it's a generational story. It's really good. Um, I, I fucking cried at the end of the first episode, which is why I couldn't keep binging it. 
Um, it's beautiful. It's shot well. The soundtrack is amazing. The actors are great. The opening credits are so random compared to the rest of the show, but so delightful. It's heavy, but it's it's good. It's really good. We'll leave okay. it at RJ. That, that's a much more natural place for you, I think. Oh, man. No, I'm going to start every every episode now as Don Draper. It's going to happen. <laughs> I swear, every time you say picture this, I'm just going to lose it. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, that that's another good one. I have to finish it. Um, but the, the pilot episode was one of the strongest pilots I've ever seen. Because you know how, like, when you're starting shows, the pilots can, you know, they're still finding their footing. Yeah, we had a whole episode about that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're finding their footing. They're making their promises. It's a little rougher on the, around the edges, mm-hmm. but, you know, by the second or third episode you're in, I feel like Pachinko's one of the few exceptions where it's like, holy crap, hmm. in 100%. And they're so confident in what they're doing that, like, you don't need to, I mean, obviously you finish the season like I have to, but the first episode's just so strong on its own. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so there's that one. I also watched all of that. <laughs> that was a long Mad Men segment. <laughs> um, all of that to get to uh, a show that I did finish because of how ridiculous it was. It all was. Um, we crashed. Hmm. Another Apple TV show. Um, and that one has Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway playing. Oh my God. Um, Adam and Rebecca Newman. I didn't realize Jared Leto was still working. Yes. And he he plays the CEO of WeWork and the show the show is one of those rise and fall stories, you know, it's like the social network or um Steve Jobs and Michael Fassbender. You know, it's one of those types of stories. It's the rise and fall and then you know, the rise again, you know. Except mm-hmm. Mark Zuckerberg by the social network, you know, doesn't have friends, even though he's got billions of dollars. Um, you know, Steve Jobs, you know, he was ousted from his company, but then he came back and repaired his relationship with his daughter, like all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. This is a straight up, what if we took one of those stories? Or not, what if we took one of those stories? What if we told one of those stories and it didn't have that, that rise back up at the end because of how inept and insane <laughs> Mm-hmm. The CEO was. Um, uh, it's really, really good. Funny. It's one of those. Cr- it's it's cringy, but in like a, in a good way. Like it's mm-hmm. like you can't believe. It's so absurd. That, you know, you can't believe that this dude got away with so much um, and walked away with so much. And yet, at the very end, he technically lost out on a lot. Like he lost out on a really good deal. He lost his reputation. Um, like none of the big investors on Wall Street would ever take him, you know, to this day, don't take him seriously. You know, like there's all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff behind it. Um, Jared Leto was great. Um, you know, he's 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 going full method again. He's doing his thing. You oh, know, God. He's, he's got an accent and all this kind of stuff. But like he started a company that he is now running into the ground. Yes, <laughs> exactly. What um, is he? I mean, was he was like in a cult recently? Like, as a couple of years ago, wasn't he? Like, didn't he like have his own island where he was inviting women out to just like hang out and do weird shit with? Not women. I mean, it was fans, super fans, rich mm-hmm. fans. <laughs> so it was everyone oh, who could good. afford to to make it happen. It wasn't uh, on paper. It's not a cult. It was just this like weekend long concert. Hmm. Did you go? No. It's like, do you want to go? No. It's like a couple thousand bucks. I'm not gonna go. I've already did, been to, like, six shows. But did he want to go? <laughs> no. 
Definitive. No. Yeah. No. Um, but he was great in it. Um, mm. Anne Hathaway was great in it. <laughs> they just play some of the most selfish and, like, and yet stupid people I've ever, I've ever seen on screen. Mm-hmm. Well, you should be proud of me because I have seen an Apple TV Plus show now. Yeah. We we got a, a trial uh, when we changed our phone plan, so I've seen one show on Apple TV Plus, mm-hmm. and it is one of the best shows that I've seen in recent memory so uh-huh. far. What is it? Severance. Yeah, I need to start that one, too. I want to talk about it so badly, but I won't spoil it for you, because it's one of those things where you're better off going in knowing like nothing about it, but let me know as soon as you watched it, because we could do a whole talk just on the philosophy of this show. It's fantastic. Ooh. Okay, good, good. All right. Are um, you going to watch Ted Lasso? I would like to, yeah. I think uh, I think I would enjoy Ted Lasso. I've seen some episodes, and I've like he's obviously so endearing and fun. Yeah, so. yeah keep um, watching that. But I will. <laughs> I definitely need to. So I need to start back up on Pachinko and then uh, watch Severance. Yeah, uh, so definitely watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, we mentioned Taika earlier, so the other show that I've watched recently is Our Flag Means Death. Yeah. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, picture this. Picture uh, this. <laughs> thank you. Um, Taika Waititi plays Blackbeard, the pirate, mm-hmm. and Reese Darby plays Steed Bonnet, the gentleman pirate, who is a real person and was uh, Blackbeard's uh, lover at various points in history. Um, slash, like they pirated together. It's very, very sweet, like story, and it's just like a fun crew, like. I don't know. It's just very entertaining. Taika Waititi, like, absolutely kills it. And then Reese Darby's just so likable. Just, I don't know. It's very, if you want something to do. To, and then, um, you know, if you want something, like, lighthearted to watch, I would I would go with that. Nice. Um, What's that on? Uh, HBO Max. Okay. So I highly recommend that, as I would recommend any Taika thing. Um, and then the most recent one that I've been watching is uh, Gentleman Jack, um, which I think is actually an older show. Um, or sorry, the first season came out in 2019 and the most recent season like just came out. So for some reason there was like a, a couple year gap, but oh, that's drama. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it's about, uh, Ann Lister, who is a lady who, uh, back in like the early 1800s in England was writing, um, wrote a lot in a journal about like a lot of her like romantic escapades, um, she was uh, a lesbian and, like, I guess, obviously, back then it was, you know, stigmatized and, like, not socially acceptable at all. So, like, her diary is, like, a very um, in-depth account of sort of what her experience was like back then. Uh, and the show is just sort of, like, an adaptation of that. Um, so, again, it's, like, very, um, I think, very well written. It's got, like, a lot of humor to it, but also, like, you know, a lot of drama and, like, some fun, like, romance kind of stuff. Um, tonally, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like Hatfields and McCoys. I don't know if you ever saw that like miniseries mm-hmm. back in the day on like the History Channel, but mm-hmm. it's got that kind of vibe to it in some respects, but just more like centered around you know her and her experiences, and it's very, uh, very well done. Nice. So, those have been the shows I've been watching. Movie wise, um, let's see. I, I think Dune was like one of the oh. more recent things. <laughs> like, I'm so far behind. Dune was like. One of the most recent things that I saw, Um, which I don't think we've talked about yet. Dune is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I never read the book. I fully intend to now. Um, Mm -hmm. Abby just listened to like the audio book and apparently the audio book is fantastic because you get like 
lots of sound effects, that kind of thing. But nice. um, yeah, really, really good acting, like very well written. I thought it was like better than any of the recent Star Wars movies to come out in the past, like, you know, since the originals, I guess. Wow. Um, and then what else? Um, I saw Spider-Man, whatever the, you know, the multiverse or Spider-Verse one was, which was like pretty good. I thought I'm, you know, that like obviously Spider-Man is my favorite yes. superhero. So I have very strong feelings whenever one of these movies comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't love that. Like every problem in all, like basically in all the new Spider-Man movies, every problem that it happens is caused by Spider-Man essentially. Like it just, he does something <laughs> stupid and like causes more problems than he solves. Um, oh, so I don't love that aspect of it. Um, <laughs> and I don't love that. He's still got like a mentor figure in Dr. Strange. Um, he's still relying on like someone else to like get him through these situations. So yeah. I'm hopeful that the next ones, it seems like the direction they're headed is for him to be more independent and more like doing his own thing, which I think would be really cool. It'd be a fun direction to take things. So that's um, the thing, right? Like that's how it, feels when it ends mm-hmm. but people seem to miss that like no one forgot that spider-man is spider-man mm-hmm. you know he still works with the avenger you know what i mean yeah so it's just peter parker that people have forgotten about mm-hmm. so is he really going to be on his own or is he going to keep having that mentor you know true who knows yeah i don't know i really hope not like he's that's always been like an intrinsic part of the character is that he's like self-sufficient and like designs like his suit and his web shooters and everything on his own and just sort of like, you know, can solve problems. <laughs> like he's highly intelligent. And then, yeah, you know, essentially he's just relying on Stark tech for like the first two movies. And then I guess still the third one. Uh, and then now also Dr. Strange with magic. So, um, hoping they move away from that, but yeah. And then the other one that I've seen recently has been the Batman, which we could spend, I think quite a while talking about. Let's uh, do it. <laughs> Picture. I, Thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't know what your thoughts are. It was but. all right. No, I... <laughs> it was fantastic, dude. Yeah. Holy crap. We talked about the fast food effect, the Starbucks effect, right? Um, this felt through and through like a Matt Reeves film, completely. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of speculation. There's been uh, fan campaigns, restored this whatever-verse, you know, we want you know, Zack Snyder's movies, all that kind of stuff. Like, there's been all of that on the WB side. Like, they've had... They, they're kind of sorted through their own mess with their extended universe. I think that's what they're calling it, like the DCEU or whatever. They're trying mm-hmm. to catch up to Marvel if that's, you know, if that's the thinking. But point is, like, all of that has been kind of a mess. There have been a few films to come out of, of all that that are genuinely good. Some are niche and have their fans, all that kind of stuff. Um... The Batman, even though it's a Warner Brothers film, feels so separate. Like, I at no point felt like I was watching a studio mm-hmm. film. It felt like Matt Reeves is like, you want me to do the... I'm, I'm going to do the Batman. I don't know. To me, it's like, I guess I... A lot of the way that I judge... Or a lot of the way that I feel about comic book movies is, like, how much they remind me of the source material. And, like, it doesn't have to be, like, a shot-for-shot, like, adaptation or anything like that. But right. just, like, tonally and, like, from a characterization standpoint, like, does it make sense with the character we're like seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought this was like the best adaptation um, of just like the, the Batman graphic novels that I've like read, you know, growing up and that kind of thing. It was just like really leaned into the, the noir, like detective side of things mm-hmm. um, while still having him like, you know, breaking bones and that kind of shit. But like, you know, the, the gist of it is like, he's solving a crime, like with like 
And I think like having the Riddler as the villain like makes you kind of lean into that a little bit, which is cool. Um, yeah. But that's why I've always wanted to see like a good adaptation of the Riddler. Like we've talked about that plenty of times. Like I thought he's, I think he's a much more compelling villain than, uh, for example, Bane, or at least like the Bane that they show in the movie, whereas he's, you know, essentially just like Sean Connery with the muzzle on. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, obviously the Bane from the comics is much more nuanced, but like, you know, that's not what you see. Like the, the whole point of the Dark Knight Rises or whatever is just like, there's a an opponent who's like physically stronger than him. Like mm-hmm. there's not really like a enough like mind games or that kind of thing to like test like him as a, you know, a person. Yeah. Um, whereas like the Riddler, like really, I think tests like his thinking and like his, you know, problem solving ability and that kind of thing a lot more than just like a physical villain. His patience. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so like, I, I did like Batman Begins a lot. Like, I thought that was like an amazing origin story version of mm-hmm. Batman. Um, I, the Dark Knight is obviously like, you know, a classic and like, it's probably going to be for most people, like their favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like a ton of it. Like, I like obviously Heath Ledger as the Joker. I thought he was like, you know, incredible. Um, but there's stuff I didn't like. Like, I, I thought that. Um, they kind of it felt more like a, a spy movie like it felt like a James Bond movie like when he's like you know in China like breaking yes. in and like stealing this like it was like weird it wasn't like it was like too modern for Batman I guess whereas I want to see more like street level stuff yes not so much like you know the international so like that's like personal preference I guess but um, I felt like the Batman the Robert Pattinson one just really stuck to like a more grounded core um, that also felt just very real like obviously it was like pretty topical in terms of, like the way that it you know, the scheme turns out like, you know, with the QAnon parallels or whatever, it felt very yeah. much like something that could happen. Right. Um, so, and you know, has happened, I guess, when you think about the Capitol, like, yeah, you know, it's, it's very real and like, um, but it still managed to like strike that tone of like the, the comics that I read like growing mm-hmm. up. So, but yeah, I don't know. What'd you like about it? There was just this, not to say that, you know, the other movies didn't do it, but there was a very clear, there's very clear growth of the character from, uh, from his opening monologue where he's basically like, I've been doing this for a few years now. And, you know, I don't know that it's making any difference, um, but I'm still out there or whatever. And he thinks he, he is. And then he comes across that dude that he saves at the, at the train station. Mm-hmm. And the dude's just like, you know, stay away from me. You know, he's scared of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the whole arc of, of him getting to the point where he's, he realizes that he's not doing it the way he should be, you know? Um, I just, I really enjoyed that aspect of it, seeing that character growth. I really enjoyed, um, that we got to see him working with Gordon in a way where they were truly partners, Mm -hmm. you know, and it wasn't like he was kind of keeping him at bay, you know, Mm -hmm. um, leaving him in the dark and all that. Like they were actually working together. I don't think we've ever really seen that. Um, the aesthetic, like you, you know, talk about it being grounded, like the closest comparison I can make is Batman Begins. Like that felt gritty. It felt grimy Mm -hmm. and all that. And then the later movies felt too clean. Um, and so, yeah, it was just so atmospheric. It felt like watching, you know, it's been mentioned a couple of times with movie critics and stuff, but it really did feel like you were watching David Fincher seven, just like. You, the the city itself was a character um 
the craft behind it, man. Like the directing, the cinematography, the music, the, uh, the visual effects, the special effects, like it all just, mm-hmm. it was such a solid film. And then the fact that you got, you know, there's, there, there are multiple stages that movies go through to get to the final product that we see. Um, so there's no, there, there's no question in my mind that there's at least a real four hour cut out there of this film, mm-hmm. but like, it just felt so consistent compared to every other superhero film that I've seen recently. Yeah. You know, where you kind of, where you can kind of feel the, the, um, the influence, the studio influence to be like, this actually needs to be cut or we really need to reshoot this and, and add this in there. So it makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel that at all. Like, like I said, this felt so self-contained. It felt like Matt Reeves just being like, I'm going to make, I'm going to make the movie I want to make. And you're either with it or you're you're not. And if you're not, then don't hire me to make this. Um, You know, it was one of the reasons why the apes move, the recent apes movies turned out to be so good. Right. It's because after that first one, he took over the last two and he really put his stamp on it. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, like he's just such a good filmmaker, you know, everything, it's everything I wanted from a production standpoint and then from a storytelling standpoint where, yeah, the Riddler is, is crucial to the story, obviously, and there are plots that tie into what's happening now in the real world. Um, it doesn't feel shoehorned in, like it feels feels real, feels topical, feels appropriate. Um, but at the core of it, like it's a real Batman story, mm-hmm. and it's like you see the you see him struggling to <laughs> to get to where we know him as Batman. You know, the Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just great. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It's, it's hard. I can't even picture, I can't even really think of like another like comic adaptation that has done such a good job. I think of like translating from like the page to the screen other than like maybe like Sin City or something like that where, yeah. but like that's, I think probably a little bit easier cause you just have such a, like a stylistic, like you can easily sort of adapt that, like the black and white and like the framing and like the, the color and everything like the way that they did, like, so that's half the battle with Sin City is just like, you know, adapting the color and everything and then the rest will fill mm-hmm. itself in. But with this, it was just like, other than that, I can't really think of anything else that comes close to the way that this just took the character and like, I don't know, just made it real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. Like, yeah, you know, you talk about the Dark Knight and all that kind of stuff and great films. But for some reason, like, yeah, you're right. It doesn't have that globe-trotting aspect to it. It doesn't have that James Bond feel to it. Like, it's it's mm-hmm. really self-contained in its storytelling. Um, true to the graphic novels and all that. I really, I really dug it. It's so yeah. good. So, um, yeah, I guess, like, getting back to, like, you know, the the old, like, pre-MCU movies, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Daredevil never came close to being anything like this. Like, because I think they were, they were, like, sort of, it was, like, a caricature and not, like, a... Um, you know, it wasn't like a faithful like portrayal. It was just like a sort of a character, like oh, like he's blind. Like we're gonna just make everything like that's it. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like we're gonna put in songs that sort of talk about that. <laughs> like you know, the lyrics. <laughs> like they just they leaned into like the gimmicky parts instead of like actually caring about what the character would like how they would come across. Yes. Yep. Trying to make it accessible mm-hmm. um, while still not being afraid to kind of push its limits um, mm-hmm. within its own storytelling. Mm-hmm. And like, I think we not, like we talked about this before, like the old Hulk movie, like before, like the one of the, um, mm-hmm. uh, Eric, Banner. Eric Banner. Yeah. 
was like not bad. Like there were some parts that were like pretty decent with that movie. Um, so like yeah. it was possible. Did I show to make... it to you for the first time, or did you, you watch did, that? Yeah. Had you seen? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that movie. <sighs> okay, so that movie, <laughs> I really, I really dig the, the what they were going for. I can understand why it wasn't, you know, everyone's cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there's some like, there's some things about the way it's edited and shown. You know, that's kind of jarring for people, but story-wise and character, you know, as far as the character's concerned, mm-hmm. it felt so, I keep saying the word, raw, real. Like, it, mm-hmm. you know, you really felt that that struggle, and it, it's such an emotional movie when you get past the comic booky stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about that scene between uh, him and his father um, right before the, you know, the, the obligatory climax, right. you know, the big action climax where they're just sitting in that room and, like, they're you know, they can get zapped if they make the wrong move or whatever. Like that whole sequence where his father's just basically telling him, like, I really don't care about you. Mm -hmm. You know, you're a weak speck of human trash. Like I want my son. I want what's inside of you. You know, like all that stuff is just so good. Um, Like that's like my favorite Danny Elfman score of recent memory, you know? (laughs) Oh yeah. That score is so good. The performances are so good. I guess it was like the Batman for me before the Batman. Mm. It felt like they cared about, like, you know, the director like cared about the product and like mm-hmm. how it would turn out as opposed to it just being sort of a cash grab. Right. And that's, that's what a lot of these are starting to feel like for me. <laughs> you know, um, we, you know, the, uh, we could talk about the whole Sony Spider-Man universe and Spider-Man, you know, with the Venoms and the Morbius, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know films. <laughs> oh yeah, speaking of Jared Leto, <laughs> where it, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I feel more confident to talk negatively about a studio this season, but here it goes. <laughs> but like the uh, yeah, the kind of the attempt at a cash grab, you know, to build their own cinematic universe because they don't want to lose the rights to the character, but they can't use the character in live action so we're gonna give him you know we're gonna make his whole rogues gallery you know uh big characters in their own movies and then mm-hmm. we're gonna attempt to try to join them all in the sinister six movie because that's clearly what people want <laughs> like right yeah exactly it doesn't make any sense to me <laughs> and like so that's how really like the mark webb spider-man movies is <laughs> like sure sure and like I, you know, I ate it up because I'm like you know, give me a more Spider-Man. But like, definitely, it was like, okay, we're making this so we don't lose the rights to it. Basically, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it was clear that there was no like real, like, care put into them to like make it worthwhile. <laughs> it's just like there, there's no terrible care CGI. Like, oh well, okay, I disagree with that. The CGI is really good in those movies. <laughs> you think like the lizard was like good CGI? Um, I guess like I won't criticize because I can't do any better. Obviously, well, but. I'll say that he looked better in that movie than in the Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm. <laughs> um, the suit, his suit looked so much better in those movies than they do in the Tom Holland movies, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm like he looks so CG in these movies, in these, in these newer movies. I'll give you that they they put more effort into like the realism, like, but I think they also used more like practical stuff, like yeah, the, even like the web swinging, like back then, like they they. They tried to do for real. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they like actually had like gravity work and that kind of thing. Like, yeah, um, um, so they, they did put effort into like making it seem like more real from that standpoint. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I, like, I think they just did like you know like they did electro pretty dirty with like the way oh, yeah. they made him like sure the, the rhino like those just goofy Paul Giamatti like I don't know it was just 
So it's not yeah. all CGI. It's just like the way that things were portrayed was just like cartoony, but not in a good way. It was their attempt to build their Sinister Six <laughs> or whatever yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. Um, the only like bright spot of that whole se- those two movies was was Garfield. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He actually felt like he really. It actually felt like he really cared. Yeah. Um, he made it, those movies worth watching. You know, oh, clear, I, I mean, yeah, he like I think has been a fan like his whole life and like clearly like put everything he had into it. Just exactly. It's just, you know, there's only so much you can do. <laughs> Exactly. But then the rest of what Sony's doing is just so baffling to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least I can give DC the, or Warner Brothers the benefit of the doubt that like the Suicide Squad feels like a Suicide Squad movie with James Gunn. So it feels like a James Gunn movie. Like it feels, mm-hmm. you know, they got what they ordered and it delivered, right? Like it's, it's, it's a movie. It's not a, I mean, it's all a cash grab, but like it didn't feel like a cash grab. <laughs> um, so that's the thing is like I never so I saw like the original Suicide Squad which was like god awful um, yeah and then I never watched the other ones even though I know I'm sure that they're better but like the way they look to me is like just Guardians of the Galaxy but now it's DC so that's what they that's what they try to do with that first movie I mean Mm -hmm. it's all kind of inside politics right like there's a lot of speculation about what went down and there's like released the air cut, you know, the original director and all that kind of stuff and how he Mm -hmm. had to trim it down and reshoot a lot of things to make it fit because BVS didn't work, all that kind of stuff. All that aside, yes, that film felt like they were trying to capitalize on guardians because that had just come out and people seem to enjoy that. The second or James Gunn's film. Yes, it has his humor and it's, it's R rated compared to the PG 13 stylings of guardians um, but it's not afraid to take swings and <laughs> and kill people off, you know. Um, like, yeah, it, it feels. I see. Okay, so that's the other thing about these these MCU movies, right? Like all these characters, and only one of them has died so far. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, all these main characters, all of our heroes, or I'm sorry, two have died, I guess. Um, but like none of it feels final because they're doing all this multiverse stuff. So it's like anyone can come back. And so, uh, you know, yeah, the, the suicide squad, James Gunn's suicide squad feels more, um, yes, it's dark humor. It's, it's bloody, but it also feels like he's not afraid to, to aim, aim high with it. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid to take, take risks. Hmm. Um, and I think that's, I think that's the main point, right? Like, take risks with what, with what you're doing. Don't try to be, don't, don't be a cash grab, you know, just because you're getting paid a good check or whatever. Don't try to hold on to rights by making a Morbius movie that no one asked for. <laughs> I've been dying to see Morbius. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you ready to get more? Especially, yeah, I gotta see Jared Leto. Like, <laughs> I need more of him in my life. Even he was baffled by it. He was like, it's the first time I've, like, it's the closest to me that i've ever performed <laughs> right like, yeah exactly. <laughs> i mean yeah it just looks yeah. so like cookie cutter i do love the uh, online presence that it has i love the uh, kind of irony that it's taken on on twitter like oh yeah people saying it's morbid time or you know it's made more <laughs> billion dollars <laughs> that's great at least something good's come out of it yeah it's become this meme it's great mm-hmm. um God, why am I talking so negatively about stuff? <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. So we, um, I want to talk about something that's not a movie or a show. Okay, sure. Uh, that I think is really cool. Uh-huh. Um, since we talk about like other media and stuff. So, have you ever read the novel Dracula? Do you 
Bram Stoker. Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so you know how it's like written in like journals and like you know letters and that kind of thing. Like it's mm-hmm. like sort of episodic like that. Mm-hmm. So there's a website that emails you um each day like corresponding with the date in the book it emails you like that chat like that segment of the book so like whatever journal entry there is for like may you know 17th or whatever it'll give you that that entry Uh and you read it although there isn't one today um so it's like you're reading it along with it and i thought it was just a very interesting way to like tell a story like you know you're not you obviously you know i could just go out and read the book and like get through the whole thing but it's really cool to like have it doled out this in this like slow process um where it feels like you're yeah but like it feels like you're sort of there and like you're corresponding like with you know jonathan or whatever and like you're reading you know his personal journals like on the day that he's writing it or whatever like it's just it feels more intimate i think than just reading like a normal book does um yeah so i just want to bring that up because we talk about you know movies and shows and stuff but that's like a i think an interesting way to deliver media that we don't really you don't see too often it's a it's a form of transmedia you're just like using different platforms, different ways to kind of tell your story. Yeah. I like that. That's really cool. Yeah. It's called Dracula daily. If anyone wants to look Dracula at it, daily. Um, you can actually catch up cause they archive all the, um, you know, each thing that they send out. So it started May 3rd. There's only been like what eight like, things, not every single day. So, mm-hmm. um, it's easy to catch up on and then it goes through like November. So I'm super pumped about that. I've never read Dracula before. It's a very exciting experience for me. Nice. Are you going to go see the movies? The original movies? Most likely, yeah, afterwards for sure. Um, I, I definitely want to see, like, the, you know, I don't know if I'll watch, like, all of them, but, like, you know, at least I want to see, like, the, the um, Gary Oldman one, because <laughs> I love Gary Oldman so much. Oh, that movie. Oh, so Cor- Coppola's version. Mm. Yeah, that movie's a trip. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's got Keanu Reeves mm. doing, like, a, he, I mean, he, an English accent. <laughs> right. I'm so pumped. I really want to see that. Um, um yeah, but the reason I thought of that is because I also um recently got back into watching Penny Dreadful. So oh, yeah. Um and the reason I got back into that is uh because Abby started reading Dorian Gray. Mm. Um and so I was like, interesting. If you want more Dorian Gray, <laughs> I got a show for you. <laughs> um and it's cool because she normally doesn't like hair, like horror stuff, but I think like you know, this is something she could probably tolerate, so we're gonna give it a shot and see how it goes. But I don't know. I'm on like a vampire kick right now because of all this stuff, and Morbius just reminded me of all of it. So that's so you really do want to see it? <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely. I'm all about Morbius now. Oh my! <laughs> you ready to help it make more billion dollars? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Have you made any movies? You know that you want to talk about at all? I mean, we talked about Table for Two a little bit in the last season. <laughs> yeah, but like, we, why? You know, we called this episode Pod for Two or whatever. Uh-huh. What do you want to get out there? Do you want me to just... Gu- I can gush about it if you want. I can tell you <laughs> what I love. But I don't know how much you want to share. Because <laughs> I know um, it's... Uh, can still... you tell me what it's about? <laughs> yeah, well, it's about this sentient table uh, yeah. that comes to life. And Wait, it... can you do it as Don Draper? <laughs> Picture this. We have a table. <laughs> I can't. Um, we... It's not actually about the table, surprisingly. Uh-huh. I know you'd think that based on the title. But it's actually about a person going to the table can i am i allowed to share the plot i don't want to give too much away you can share the plot just don't share the twist okay it's about a person that sits mm-hmm. down at a table mm-hmm. on a date mm-hmm. and that's it nothing but else what's happens. unique about this particular date it's virtual yeah it's a yeah it's like a 
Zoom. I don't know if it's Zoom or Teams or something. Like a, like a FaceTime. It's like a FaceTime. Yeah, it's, that makes more sense. We're not in, we're not at work. It's a, <laughs> they have like a little FaceTime date and it's very cute. Yeah. Um, it's because of, you know, because of COVID and stuff. You can't really go out and interact with people. <laughs> well, I mean, that wasn't the intent. Like, it just so happened to be shot around COVID. Um, um, no, but yeah, it was, it was about this, uh, it's about this woman who goes on a, a virtual date with someone and um, uh, the date goes so well, like the call lasts for so long that she kind of forgets certain things about it and certain things are revealed. Um, uh, that kind of bring her back to reality a little bit. Um, I did write it before COVID, so it's not, <laughs> again, it wasn't like, oh, I don't know what to shoot because of COVID. Let's just do this thing because it'll minimize, you know, it'll, we'll be all distant and all that. No. Um, so yeah, we shot that while you and I were recording the first season. Mm-hmm. And then by the time we finished the first season, um, I was still kind of knee deep in editing it finished it in I want to say February this year and then submitted it to a slew of festivals so I can't really show it off right now um, um, publicly uh, and then in March we got into two film festivals um, which was kind of a no it is a first for me I had gotten selections in through specific competitions like there's this uh, 48 hour film project um, where you have to write, shoot, and edit uh, a film in two hours from scratch. Um, 48 hours. Or, what did I say? Two hours. Oh, yeah, sorry. 48 hours. <laughs> I meant to say I two mean, that'd days. be a lot more impressive. Yeah, I meant to say two days. Um, and, you know, I've, I've gotten into that festival in that way. So it's like I've never gotten into a festival where we were... And one of the things about, one of the kind of downsides of doing one of those 48s is that as much as you try to put your best foot forward, like it's still, it's still a film that was made in two days. You know what I mean? Like it's still going to be a little rough around the edges. Um, you're not going to have as much time to focus on certain things. Most of the time the sound ends up being kind of bad. Um, they, the festival even makes a joke about that every year. Um, so this was the first time where it's like, no, we actually got to shoot exactly what we needed to shoot. We did it. Um, within our, our production days, our schedule. Uh, and then we had months to kind of, to, to work on it in post. So it was my first polished short film to get into a film festival, which was really exciting. It is, uh, I guess speaking as a friend, it is the best thing that you've made ever. It is, uh, incredibly well, like is a great story. It's very well written. The acting is amazing. The directing, uh, you know, that facilitated that acting was like obviously really good. Uh, the cinematography is beautiful. Uh, Sam Hecker is beautiful. Um, <laughs> the editing is like very well edited. The graphics, uh, you know, throughout are, are really like beautiful and clean and like there's everything about it. It's like very polished product. There wasn't a single tripod and I looked really hard to see if there would be a tripod <laughs> in every single shot. I scoured it and I didn't see one. So <laughs> It's just, I don't know, it's such, such growth from, you know, what we made in high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, right. And thank you. Thank you. Yes. Like, I, oh, and the music, obviously, I should say music, that. Since yeah. Like, he also does our intro music. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Like, I, I'm not trying to fucking toot horns or my own horn or whatever, but like, when I say it's the most polished, like, I'm trying to be as humble as possible because 
honestly, like it, I've been doing this for, oh shit. I mean, I say that I've been doing it for 10 years cause that's when I made like the first short film that like I tried to submit into festivals and stuff, yep. but technically I've been doing it for 15, right? Like you and I have been m- making stuff even before all that. So like, this is, yeah. I mean, when I say it's polished, it's not because I think it's the best thing. I'm saying it's polished because like it's, it's 15 years of work. Mm-hmm. It's my, it's like my film, like I've, I didn't go to film school. Like it's all just kind of like trial and error. It's all been trial and error up to this point. I've had to learn about the whole film festival process and how kind of, um, uh, demoralizing that can be. I've learned how not to shoot things with people. You know, mm-hmm. I've learned to feed your actors. I've learned to, you know, make sure there's first aid. Like I've learned so much over the last 12 plus years that like when we were doing this, it was like every, even just shooting it felt really good. You know, it was a small cast and crew obviously for COVID, but I didn't feel there wasn't a moment where I sat there going, man, there's something, there's something, I'm not doing this right. Like there's something off here. You know what I mean? I've mm-hmm. always felt that right up until this, this project. Um, and so, yeah, when I say it's polished, like it's the most polished thing I've ever done. It's not, I'm trying, I'm not trying to be arrogant. <laughs> no, I would tell you if it was, <laughs> if it wasn't like, right. you know, I'd tell you what problems I have with it, but I like, genuinely can't find anything I don't like about it. It's yeah. Just... And, and you know, it sucks cause there are, well, it doesn't suck. Like there are some people who, who just have it, who have everything, um, mentally to be able to do this and they can, they can, you know, throw a, a film out like that. And it's, it's awesome, you know, on their first or second try again, I've been doing this for 15 years. Like there's so much that I've learned and like in writing, like writing is probably the hardest thing for me now because I would just write back then and like, we'd go to film it or I'd hear it for the first time with the cast and I go, ah, this is, this is, this is off. You know, it needs a couple more drafts. It'd be like seven more drafts before we were ready to shoot, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's something that you should kind of have down as you're starting production. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, so I learned how to write. It's taken me a little bit longer, but I learned how to write. You know, I learned how to, at least I hope I learned how to direct, (laughs) you know, I can't speak for Emily, but like, she did a great job. She, and it helps that she and I knew each other. So like, I was able to just say like this, do this, you know, or try that, you know, the intention is this. And she would just nail it each time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like it, it felt good to make in some, in certain aspects. I'm like, why, why did it take this long? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it could be speaking to my own abilities, you know? Um, but I do watch it as something that's like, nope, there's some growth here. If you, like you said, if you go back and watch everything, you know? Yeah. Well, you've always been like a perfectionist too. So I know it's like, you know, whenever there have been issues in the past, I think you just like beat yourself up over it and that kind of thing. And like, you want it to be polished. And so like, mm-hmm. I think to see something that you are satisfied with is like, I don't know, it makes me happy. Cause I, I know that it takes a lot for you to get to that point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you uh, feel that way. <laughs> I'm excited for everyone to watch it. It's, um, yeah, it's really, really beautiful. We, um, I did show it off, um, this past weekend. I went back down to, uh, Virginia beach, uh, where I went to college and a lot of my film friends are from college are still, are still based out of there. So we had a little, um, little showcase of all of our short films. Some of them were 48 hour short films from other people. Some of them were 
longer projects that had been worked on over years. It was just really good to see everyone's kind of growth, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so crazy because uh, we're all still trying, you know, we're all still doing it, um, mm-hmm. which is good to see. Like, uh, yeah. I've, you know, there's this, at least in my head, you know, if, if this didn't work, if Table for Two didn't work, if we didn't get into at least one film festival, I would have been like, well, what the hell? <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. I've already considered this really polished. Like, I don't feel weird about watching it with other people. Like, I'm very confident in it. Like, I'm, I'm willing to show it to people. And then, like, yeah. it didn't get in anywhere. Something's wrong with it. <laughs> you know, when something's wrong with me, I'm going to stop it. You know, I'm going to stop trying to do this. Mm-hmm. So it, it definitely gave me the, the kind of boost to talk smack about Morbius. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, uh, it got me. It got me excited. Like I have yeah. three more projects that I want to try, and then I'm also just I'm putting this out there. I'm manifesting it. Whatever you want to call it, whatever the trendy word is to call it, manifesting seems to be the one now. But four short films in a feature. Okay. So this being the first of the short films? Yes. Yeah. And then we're doing Feaster and my mime movie. Okay, uh, so six films so. in a feature. <laughs> oh no, I thought those were two of the four. Okay, never oh. mind. <laughs> I guess you can do your you know, do your ideas or whatever. <laughs> well, it's all trying to I'm all tr- I'm trying to like thematically make four short films that tie in together. Not hmm. story wise, not through characters connected or anything like that, but like it all kind of deals with the same thing of like Yeah modern romance technology how it all kind of influences all of that and then the feature film deals i mean it's vampires sure (laughs) vampires morbius no um uh no the feature is really good actually it's it's an idea that nicole and i came up with um it's so is it twilight fan fiction (laughs) no it's not (laughs) yeah it's called 50 shades of gray um uh no um yeah, I can't. I can't even talk about. It. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> jinx myself. You know, I just want to put it out there that that's the plan. <laughs> I'm not even giving myself dates. I'm not even saying like within, you know, one year it's gonna happen. Um, it takes a lot to make a short film. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, it takes a lot. You gotta you gotta work with people's schedules. You know, a lot of people are, are parents now. A lot of people have day jobs. Like. A lot of people have to fly across the country, thank you, Sam, um, to make it all happen. So, like, it takes a while to make these things. So I don't want to say, like, within two to three years, that's the plan. Um, it, it'll happen when it happens, but yeah. that's the goal. You're more manifesting it. Um, yes. <laughs> um, it's more than time. <laughs> Picture this. Um, <laughs> um, but it was, it was really cool to get into that festival, man. It was yeah. really cool. Congratulations. Two, I'm, two of them. Shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm so pumped to see, you know, how everything turns out with it. But either way, it's like, you know, it was just so cool to see such a product, you know, that, you know, we can be proud of. Yeah. Like, I'm proud of you and everyone else involved. And it's like, I feel like all my all my little friends are growing up and making movies. And it's just really Dude, fun. You, you and Abby were so sweet when you watched it at the, at the festival. Just like sending me voice messages. She was awesome. I'm glad she enjoyed it. Yeah, her reaction was very... Uh, appropriate <laughs> like very, <laughs> i think exactly what you were you know hoping for yes um and very genuine <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, oh my it, god 
Yeah, it's it's one thing for for old friends to see the work because obviously they're you know you're mm-hmm. you've always been supportive and yes you would tell me if something's like not working quite right but but overall you'd be like that was pretty good overall like uh, you know it's fine um, two out of ten two out of ten yeah um, but it was really cool for you know for it to be accepted so yeah. we'll see you know we we could miss other film festivals like we could you know not get selected for the rest that we submitted to and I'd be fine. At least we got into two and at least it's some sort of validation for me, for me to be, to, to, to keep going. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Keep on trucking. The next one's going to be good, man. Tell me about it. So it's about, um, it's about this guy, this girl, um, picture this. <laughs> God damn it. You're familiar with the hit phenomenon Shrek? The movie. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, in 2018, uh, I guess this YouTuber decided to enlist help to make a shot-for-shot remake of Shrek, um, but it's like very short clips from like different animators and like actors and that kind of thing that have all sent in like just like a brief like scene, like you know a few seconds each, and they've been hodgepodge together to make like the full movie, like a shot-for-shot remake, um, where like every three seconds like the animation style is changing or like it's flipping over to live action or like puppets or whatever. Like it is just nonsensical. Um, it is fascinating to watch and it's probably better if you're high. Uh, I didn't, you know, I watched it sober, uh, but it's probably better if you do something differently. Um, but either way it's good. And I highly recommend watching it. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. So I'm sorry if anyone heard any typing, Holy crap, this is real. Yeah. It's a one out of one for me. (laughs) It's as good as it gets, really. Wow. It was received well. Yeah. Because it's perfect. It, for, for its impressive, its praise, ha, let me learn how to read first. <laughs> praised well by critics who mainly received, God, I can't read. Hang on, let me turn it into a Don Draper. Maybe Good this will help. Was well received by critics who mainly praised its impressive scope for a fan project and its bizarre content. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There you go. Nailed it. Yeah, nailed it. Um, this looks fun, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you don't have anything to do tonight, you should watch that like immediately. <laughs> and they're doing. Uh... Oh, it was an April Fool's joke. Oh wait, no, it's no longer a joke. They're doing. Yeah, I think Shrek they're actually going to do it. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. How many Shrek movies are there? Uh, like spin-offs four or five. Included. Yeah, like five or six, including spinoffs, maybe. Jesus, did you like that movie as a kid? Oh my god, Shrek! Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> one out of one. Just, yeah, I mean, I felt like it was like groundbreaking at the time. Like, it's like turning all these like fairy tale like tropes on their head. It was the uh, first multiverse. It was the real multiverse movie. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that and like. Um, Emperor's New Groove, I think, oh, were, like, just two of my favorite movies. I, I had Emperor's New Groove, like, memorized for a long time as a kid. I could, like, quote every single line from it. I had the first uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie memorized as a kid. <laughs> you mean you still don't? I, 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 no, I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, bike, bike messenger. Knock me down. <laughs> Hang on, I'll do it. I'll do it. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to hit copyright for this, but fuck it. We'll do it. Who am I? You sure you want to know? The story of my life isn't for the faint of heart. If somebody told you I was just your average, ordinary kid, not a care in the world, somebody lied. 
think I'm kidding, man. I can keep going. Keep going. <laughs> no, I'm not going to keep going. <laughs> I think we can use 30 seconds before it becomes a problem. <laughs> that was 30 seconds. No. All right. I want All right. more, though. All right. Hang on. Hang on. I'll keep going. Hang no, on. Do it as Don Draper. <laughs> oh, as Don Draper? Shit. Yep. Okay. All right. Hang on. Let me get my cigarette. <sighs> Who am I? You sure you want to know? Oh, I'm not even doing the voice <laughs> right now. Hang on. <laughs> uh, picture this. There you go. I have to say picture this to get in the character now. <laughs> picture this. All right. Who am I? Are you sure you want to know? If somebody told... Oh, I can't even remember you're, the you're lines. Turning into RJ. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't do it. Sorry. It's, okay. it's too much pressure. <laughs> yeah. Um, somebody lied. <laughs> <laughs> Was that like Morgan Freeman? No, that was just me doing Toby Meyer <laughs> shit. <laughs> I could do Morgan Freeman. I bet you could. Hang on, you want me to try it? Yeah. Okay, hang on. Uh, hmm. <laughs> hang on. Same picture as Morgan Freeman. <laughs> hang on. Um, I wonder. No, that wasn't good. <laughs> Give me someone else. I'll try to do an impression of them. This is the impressions portion okay. of the pod. <laughs> um, well, all right, let's do Christopher Walken. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> so, lately, <laughs> I was cast in that new Denis film, Dune, <laughs> playing an emperor... I don't know what that means of the galaxy or the world. I, I don't know. That was terrible. Again. Uh, give me someone else. I'll do okay. my best. Let's see. Uh, we can, uh, let's hear actual William Shatner. Oh, okay. See, uh, no, I can't do William Shatner. I can do Chris, or I can do um, uh, Seth MacFarlane doing William Shatner. Okay, fair enough. Do you want me to do it? Yeah. Okay. Starting. Oh, fuck, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> it feels so weird. Being That's like, like Peter Griffin. <laughs> I can do Peter Griffin. I, I, yeah, go for it. All right. <laughs> this one's going to come out sounding like... <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's going to sound like Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> sound like a leprechaun. <laughs> hey, Lois. Wow. How's that? Yeah, that was, that was great. Okay. I used right, to be yeah. able to do Lois. But puberty. <laughs> Damn. Damn puberty. Um, I could probably do Stewie. All right. Who the heck? No, hang on. It's <laughs> <laughs> my process. Hang on. Don't this laugh. is my impression of RJ doing Stewie. <laughs> <laughs> Please, sir. May I have some more? More? Please, sir, may I have some more? More? I don't know. All right, put it in the bowl. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. <laughs> all right, well do? done, well done. Oh, you can do like McConaughey, maybe. That'd be fun. Can't, I can't do McConaughey. He's, he's, he's got like this whistle thing. I can't really do it. All right, all right, all right. I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> I could do, um, I could do Scooby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, you gotta do um, Salacious Crumb because I was telling someone about how good it was the other day. Uh, I have to back away from the mic for this one. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, hang on. <laughs> All right, Frank. I know you actually listened to this. That was for you. <laughs> <laughs> was that Frank Oz? Uh, no, not, I don't know oh, Frank Oz. Frank. I have a okay. friend named Frank. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was talking to Frank. <laughs> I was talking to my friend Frank Oz the other day. <laughs> no, I mean I was asking if that was Frank Oz doing Salacious Crumb in Star uh, Wars. It very well might have been. <laughs> okay. <laughs> God damn it. You're friends with Frank Oz? You're a friend of the podcast, Frank Oz. <laughs> um, I don't know. I always think I can do a lot of impressions, but I really can't. I can only do like... The ones that you do, though, are really, really good. Okay, that's fair. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> I, but, yeah. I swear I could have done... I, I was able to do Morgan Freeman before. I don't know what happened. I, I feel like I used to be a lot better at impressions than I am now. Like, I can't even... What you got? To, I don't know. Like I, I can't think of any off the top of my head. But if I were to, like, go back to my repertoire, I could think of some probably. Okay. But I'm like embarrassed to do it on the podcast. It's I, I just hey, you man, I just I just <laughs> tried to do, I just tried to do all those impressions. Come on, you can give me one. Come on. All right. What do you want? <sighs> Vin Diesel. Fuck you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, uh, well, because Adrian. Right, are you so actually well. gonna try it? Are you, are you yeah, gonna I'm gonna try, try it. it. Oh, try oh it. shit. Okay. All right. I'm trying to channel Adrian here because I know he does it so well. Um, okay. Okay. No, I can't do. It. <laughs> Hold on. God damn Hold on. It. Uh, I can't. I okay. You still you um, you Ooh. Ooh. you. You still owe me. No, fuck. <laughs> no, let's skip that one. Let's skip that one. <laughs> you used to do a really good drawer way playing uh, piano. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I gotta have the piano in front of me for that one. Yeah, um, I need the piano for that one. Yeah. What else? I could do, like, Bane, I guess. Uh, I, have, like, I could do Bane. All right, let's hear your Bane. All right, fine. God, this is so 10 years ago. Here we go. <laughs> Or perhaps he's wondering why someone would shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane. <laughs> How's that? That's pretty good. Yeah, um, thank you. See, everyone could do it. <laughs> hey, you do it. You do it. Your armory graciously accepted. Oh, you shit. Oh, shit. That was pretty good. I'm talking into a candle here. That's my mask. <laughs> it's like a little <laughs> jar. <laughs> little candle That's jar. awesome. That was, that was good. What else you got? Um, I don't know. You gotta throw things out there. I'll, I'll see what I can come up with. Um, okay. Um, um, do Shrek. <laughs> Apparently, I cannot do Vin Diesel. Um, <laughs> fucking Shrek. All right, give me like a line. I need like a line. Uh, layers. Talk about the ogres that like layers. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, I, I don't think I can do it. I can't do the Scottish. Oh, you do it. Let's All right, fine. I can do Sean Connery. Okay. All right, here we go. Rest in peace, sir. All right, here we go. Hey, Miss Money Pusher. Well, hey there, Miss Money Pusher. No, <laughs> that was, that was right Paul Rudd doing, yeah, <laughs> doing Sean Goddard. Um, hang on, let me show you here. Shaw. Monish Pod. I don't know what the pod is. Welcome. Uh, I, How you doing, Sean? Yeah, thank uh, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Uh, who are you? Uh, I'm John. This is my friend, John. RJ. Yep. Hi. Hi, RJ. Hi. How you doing? 
Why don't you guys uh, just talk to each other real quick? I, I was wondering if you could point me in the direction of some whiskey. Well, whiskey? Um, I don't think we. I don't think we have any. I think we, I, I'm, I'm trying to cut down on the drinking, Sean. What? Why the hell would you do that? That sounds stupid. <laughs> It's turning into a little bit of a Christopher Walken somehow. It's <laughs> great. It's like it's like watching a, a ventriloquist act, but <laughs> just with audio. It's this is hard. This is hard. Hang on, hang on. Do you have any cigarettes? Um, no. I uh, stopped smoking uh, shortly after college. Why would everyone do a thing like that? Cigarettes are the key to happiness. I always say, along with some whiskey. <laughs> well, uh, don't don't you like uh, uh, vodka martinis? Sean, that was a character I used to play, you imbecile. No, I don't drink vodka. Martinis. I don't know what that was. <laughs> martinis. <laughs> I don't drink vodka martinis. <laughs> should I should try to be someone else. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Who else should I try to be? <laughs> I don't know. We're just we're just <laughs> we're just we're just riffing here. We're just, we're just riffing. riffing. Here we go. Um, can you can do like Seth Rogen, right? Uh, not really. I could no. kind of do the laugh. I can be What's like, about, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love his laugh. <laughs> That's, That's really good. That's very good. He, he also does like the the. I mean, he laughs so hard that he loses air. So he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> You got you got a lot of good laughs. I'll give you that one. All right. So how do you feel being back, man? Eight months. Eight. It's been eight months. I think that's why I've got so much energy right now. Yeah. I feel like we've had a lot of ground to cover. Um, uh-huh. I'm really excited for everything we have planned going forward. I think it's gonna be a really good time. Mm-hmm. I'm excited people have listened to any of our shows, and mm-hmm. I hope that they continue to. But who cares mm-hmm. if they don't? Um, and I also I haven't seen you in forever, so it's just good to catch up, like in general. Yeah, I haven't seen you since like Christmas time, I think. Yeah, it's horrible. That's why I want to run a little D and D session with you guys and get to see you more frequently. I need to come. I still need to come up and visit. Yeah, definitely. <sighs> Anytime, except for when I, you know, I'm working. <laughs> Any other time, especially during that time. I just want to sit on your couch all day. Oh, you play, can do that. Yeah, play Destiny. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Uh, no, it's it's yeah. I don't I don't like going long stretches without talking. I know. Not that we. I mean, we've been texting, but. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I th- the way that I was looked at it is like it doesn't feel like we're missing. Like, we don't have to like really. Catch up on things like, we just hit the ground running. Like whenever we do end up hanging out, and it's like we haven't missed a beat or whatever. But like, right. It's just you know it's sad to have that long stretch. It is. I agree. Wow. Um, let's, yeah. let's let's try to do this more frequently then so we don't leave people hanging and lose our audience over the course of I, months. I don't want to lose all eight of our listeners. <laughs> you know we have people listening to us from Germany? Really? Yeah. I don't know why, but there you go. Well, thank I you. I already know me. who's listening to us from Spain, so thank you. Oh. Thank you. You're great. Thank you. Um, and funnily enough, I was flipping through our text messages as you were explaining all that, right? How we mm-hmm. kind of picked pick things up, you know, uh, when we do hang out. Mm. And one of the text messages I had sent you was a picture of a Morbius poster, but done with, with Norbit. (laughs) (laughs) It was called Norbius. 
<laughs> and I sent this to you on April 2nd, so there you go, full circle. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> All right, man. Um, no, it's been good catching up, and uh, yeah, thank you again for listening. If you have been, hopefully, hopefully we didn't. That wasn't that was that was not me. That was my Did chair. You? Oh my god, that was my chair. That was Argus' impression of someone farting. It wasn't actually. That was part. my chair. God damn it, no. <laughs> See, I'll try to do it again. Hang on. It's yeah, okay, stop making this sound. It's not reproducible. Hang on. This isn't fair. Hang on. You hear this, right? I know. Yeah, it sounds like you're scratching it. It doesn't sound like a fart like the other thing did. <laughs> well, that's what it was. It wasn't me. <laughs> I'm so sorry that I never responded to the Norbius thing, but that's fantastic. I'm just you probably didn't respond because it was Norbit. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, you probably threw your phone at, <laughs> at the wall. I, no, I saw it, and I was like, what the fuck? Like... <laughs> <laughs> And I just never went back for it. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. All right, All right, good. I'm glad we got some stuff here at the end. After the past hour. <laughs> the past hour of just like, what the fuck are we talking about? Good luck editing this one. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm going to keep it real. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Dude, come on, man! Like we haven't we haven't done this in a while. We gotta we gotta. Yeah, we're we're a little bit rusty. I think. We're rusty. We need to light it up. You know, it's all good. It's fun. People enjoy it. It's fine. They're not gonna Fart, they're... farting on air is a bold move. I... <laughs> <laughs> it's not what happened. <laughs> we all heard it. No, that's not what. Happened. America, you be the judge, and also Germany and Spain, I guess. <laughs> no, dead. Anyone listening? Dude, it's that Paul, it's that Paul Rudd thing, man. He does this in interviews sometimes. If he's sitting in a leather chair, <laughs> he just he, farts, like, farts in the chair. Well, like no, he he like shifts himself around in the chair to make it seem like he's farting, and he like makes the interviewer go crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he can reproduce it, so you know. It's <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Hang on. This chair sucks. This isn't doing it. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it! God. I swear that wasn't me. <laughs> I have actually. Um, so. In addition to, um, you know, my discussion with him about the uh, salacious crumb voice, I had talked to my good friend Frank Oz, and he had uh, (laughs) asked if we were ever going to do, like, a listener, like, mailbag kind of thing where we just, like, answer questions. So I think if you want, like, we could set up an email or have people send shit to our email and, like, ask questions that we talk about on here. Like, I think that would also be fun. I think that requires effort. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i think we're lucky if people listen to us but yes sure yeah. if, people if you listen actually, yeah it's mostly listen. frank i want you to send in like 10 messages to get us going <laughs> uh since i know you listen uh and then rj's friend in spain please send uh-huh. us something in Lucia, mom don't let us down <laughs> you're listening i'm calling you out I'm calling you out i'm sorry don't worry i won't give people your full name <laughs> lucy there you go i'm calling you lucy lucy come on send us something all right lucy um um What's our, what's our, what the hell's our email? You gotta, you guys have to send this stuff in to our uh, email, right? We, conscious we have, we have, rewind at gmail.com. People don't know how to spell conscious. No, con- sorry, conscious rewind pod. Fuck, I don't even know. Conscious see, rewind see pod. You, you don't even know. All right, let's do this. Let's do this right. All right, here we go. It's like we're drunk already. We're not even <laughs> Hang on, let me do this as Don Draper because it'll come out clear for some reason. <laughs> it probably will. Picture this. You've just listened to season two, episode one of Conscious Rewind, and you've wondered... Where the hell has the quality gone? <laughs> These guys keep aimlessly rambling with no coherent structure like the previous season. And yet, you're still hooked. 
you still want to hear more from them. You still want to hear about the Drunk History episode. You want to hear more about the D&D episode. Some of you may even want to hear more about the video game episode. Well, I'm here to tell you that it's possible if you keep listening. In addition, we'd also appreciate some fan mail and questions. Mostly fan mail. Also fan art, I guess, would be fan nice. Fan art like, would draw be Draw pictures too. of us. That'd be Actually, that's great. I'm going to cut character for a second. <laughs> if there's someone out there who can draw... Try to draw what you think we look like. I mean, actually, no, that's stupid because we already have our picture plastered on the... Yeah, that's not us. That's just two random dudes. Draw what we actually look like. Yes, exactly. Draw a cartoon version of us. How about that? And send your questions, your comments, your concerns. Send it all to ConsciousRewindPod at gmail.com. That's ConsciousRewind, C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S... R-E-W-I-N-D-P-O-D at G-M-A-A... Gmail.com. G-M-A-A-Y-L-R. Hey, I got the silent C in there. Yeah. Yeah, you nailed the conscious part. It's just when you got to Gmail that you got tripped up. It happens. Notoriously hard to spell Gmail. Gmail. Um, <laughs> hard to pronounce too. I, I said it as I pronounced it as Gmail when I was a kid. Um, just like I pronounced memes as memes. Oh um, my god. <laughs> when I was 22. Um, okay, here we go. So yeah, seriously, please email us consciousrewindpod at gmail dot com. Uh, it can be in the form of questions. It can be in the form of suggestions. It can be you telling us to uh, focus more. Um, it can be whatever you want it to be. Fan art. Shirts. We like fan shirts. fiction. Fan fiction. Ooh, fan fictions would be good. That's even better. Write us a fan fiction starring the two of us, and it can be as raunchy or whatever, whatever you want it to be, and we will act it out. We'll read it and act and it out. And if you pick accents for us to do while we read it, we'll do that. Yes. We'll try our best to do impressions. Yes. I'll, I will actually try to do one. Yes. So please, please <laughs> make this happen. We already know that people are listening. All right. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is great. Um, now we just need a little bit more interaction with you all. Yeah. Shows for you, as much as it is for us. As much as we enjoy just hanging out with each other, we also want to hear from you. So just, just send us stuff. Yeah, I know the title of this one is Pod for Two, but it's really a pod for everyone. It's a pod for all. And to all a good night. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> but we can't end on that because you have your tag, man. If we ever made shirts, mm-hmm. they would have to say your little tag there. My so. little tag. All right, are we ready to put the button on this? I feel like I had something else I was going to say, but it's gone now, and if it, it's going to come back as soon as I'm done here, and I'll be very upset with it. Okay. But that's okay. We'll get to it next time. Um, oh, oh, okay. I was, no, what I was going to say is... Oh, damn it. Okay, very, It's totally irrelevant. Okay. Um, I was thinking that your, your Don Draper has morphed over time into... Uh, like a Rod Serling impression, like the Twilight Zone. <laughs> God damn it! That's kind of what it's gone into a little bit. And I, I, I also like that. It's a great impression. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll work on it. You entered a wait. Wow, ah, I can't do it. You entered a dimension. Wait, fuck. <laughs> what? You entered a dimension, not of sight or of sound, but of the mind. I don't know, something like that. Ooh. I can't remember the actual thing, but can you? Can we have a call after this where you just say that to me as I'm falling asleep? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Thank you. All right, cut that part out. That was, that was stupid. Um, but that is what. It, <laughs> but that is what it reminds me of. Um, anyway, 
I think that's enough for one night. I think we can wrap up. Yes, I think so too. What is the line? <laughs> line? Uh, until next time. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> until next time. Don't forget to rewind. <laughs>